we're in a time of fiscal tightening. All, all of these cushions that people had during the, the pandemic, whether uh, you want to, you know, include not paying in on your student loans to that, I definitely would. Uh, it would be a huge disruption for many households across the country if we were to have to start repaying our student loans, the child tax credit, uh, free lunch in schools. All of these things that are just like normal and good economic policies to have. Uh, I was just in Kentucky uh, doing some work just before the election. And in the Uber I got into just off of the flight, you know, I was talking to the driver. Uh, she's asking why I'm there. You know, I'm saying I'm doing some political work. She's like, oh, well, we have this problem of so many people being freeloaders. Um, like people I know are, are on food stamps and they don't work. And it's so interesting that that's such a, a popular opinion of welfare when so many people work so hard and are not paid fair wages for their labor. The idea that they're not entitled to what they've worked to provide is insane. Yeah, and famously, like corp massive corporations like Walmart are essentially subsidized by the government because a lot of their employees are on food stamps because they don't make a living wage. So this idea that people that are on food stamps don't work is just like, it's the opposite of the truth. Right, right. And there's it's been this perception that like no one deserves the public spending that went into the recovery for the pandemic. We would have been in a terrible recession if it weren't for that spending. I don't think people understand uh, people who think like that really understand or comprehend just how stingy those benefits are yeah it's like uh, and it, it, all, crumbs, it all stems really. from like yeah it stems from that kind of like welfare queen uh bullshit from the reagan era where uh, someone allegedly found somebody who was kind of gaming the system and was racking up all these benefits and that's what i think a lot of people assume uh the vast majority if not all people who rely on government assistance to survive that's their same situation when it's not it's barely enough it's 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 insufficient really but it is barely enough to just make ends meet um it is by no means luxurious or cushy and if it is that uh generous that they seem to think uh it is they should they should go on it for a month and see how they like it but yeah. that would require you know some sort of means testing and uh, going through a jumping through a bunch of hurdles and <laughs> or jumping through a bunch of hoops and uh, a bunch of paperwork just to get approved and it's time consuming and demoralizing and it, you're you're really faced with the reality uh, of the economic system that so many people are crushed under the weight of in this country. I yeah I'm with you. I don't understand why that is such a common viewpoint beyond just people thinking they're temporarily embarrassed millionaires or billionaires and that it's all it's going to take is just a little bit more hard work a little bit more working extra hours and uh refusing to complain to your about your boss before you finally make it and then you're in charge and you you're living comfortably when if you're working for uber uh that is just not going to be the case it's set up to keep you doing that as long as you can they're going to keep taking uh steeper and steeper cuts and if that is what you've dedicated more and more time to, you're going to become reliant on them, not the other way around. Yeah. And it's this perception that allows austerity politics to work. So when people point to like the spending we had during Build Back Better, they're like, oh, my gosh, we can't spend all this money. It's going to cause inflation. Of course, that's not what caused inflation. Yeah. We needed that spending to get the economy going. It's the role of any central bank or federal government to regulate the amount of dollars we have. 
And so when we talk about the deficit, like that's not money that's owed back to anyone. That's just a record of all of the dollars the federal government has put into the economy. And so what happened directly after Build Back Better was we had a record collection year. And so in situations where we don't have a lot of public sector spending, the government isn't putting money into the economy, we typically see private sector deficits, which leads to recession. So they created the exact conditions for a recession and then acted like the recession was the direct result of the pandemic and they would have had no role in, in steering that one way or the other, which just really isn't true. Uh, they kind of want to put all of the the blame and the control on the Federal Reserve when it's it's Congress that has the power of the purse. And what are they doing? They're passing $858 billion defense spending budgets. Yeah, that's what I was just going to bring up as well. It's like, it's weird how that doesn't cause inflation and how that has no, there is no real debate about that. And in fact, anyone in the U.S. government that even remotely questions this idea, though, they just do need to hand a unlimited blank check to the defense industry and the weapons contractors that's somehow like treasonous to suggest that that's not uh, a good course of action um you know it's amazing how this is just never really questioned yeah a thousand percent uh a thousand percent and it's like there's so much more we could be doing with that money yes it's wrongfully framed oftentimes as like this is all taxpayer dollars, which I would say it's it's public dollars. Oftentimes they're voting to spend new money. It's not like they need to collect every single dollar from people out there and they put all of those dollars into one account and then that's how they spend from there. Of course, they keep a record of dollars in and dollars out. But it's not like the U.S. government, which is a currency issuer, they create the dollars it's not like they need to get that money from the public. They can simply press a button at the Federal Reserve and create those dollars. What is a check on spending? It's not like we have an infinite credit card and we can spend as much as possible, but it's are all of our productive resources in use. And so this idea that we have a huge unemployed population that is a necessary part of the economy is the biggest problem with how the United States manages our monetary system today, that this idea that people have to be unemployed and struggling to put food on the table and make ends meet is just how it has to be. Uh, it's absolutely not true. And so if we have people who are willing to work but are not, any new dollars uh, that are spent into the economy can go to put productive capacity to use. So tools, machinery, labor, land, and that unemployed population that's willing to work. And so the Federal Reserve likes to sell us this lie, right, that uh, actually, you know, there's an inverse relationship between unemployment and inflation. And so if we want to bring inflation back down, we've got to bring employment back up. It's just not true, because if more people are working, we're producing more things. So additional demand from new dollars in the economy is met with additional su supply. It just doesn't make sense even by their, their traditional economic metrics. Yeah, uh, who was it, Ben Bernanke, that said we just mark the number up in the computer? We simply <laughs> use the computer to mark up the size of the account. That's right. Yeah, it's yeah. as simple as that. Money, money is fake. It's true. It's true. But <laughs> it has real consequences, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and so it's like, I, like we were saying uh, about crypto as well, it's like the amazing thing about crypto is that they took this problem of money being fake and we're like, let's design a type of money that's even more fake. That's the solution. <laughs> Yeah, and like I wouldn't even say crypto is even a form of currency. It's it's really not. It's like a, a you know a digital no. asset, which value fluctuates based on how many people are investing in it. 
it's it's really something you can speculate on more so than it's something that can be used as a currency. And then they created stable coins, which was the intention there, but they couldn't keep a one-to-one -one matching with the dollar, and of course that's why it collapsed. Well, I, like my my rule of thought on that is just this is just a dip. We got to keep buying. It's gonna come around. <laughs> Buy the dip. Buys in. Yeah, everyone who buys now is gonna be a billionaire later. Don't lose faith, people. We got diamond hands. We're going all in. Thank you for listening to this sample of the Insurgents podcast. To hear the rest of this episode and for more bonus content, please subscribe at theinsurgents.substack.com.